This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Into the area. One shot shirts and scores. Looks like Craig Hignett might fancy a strike. Straight at the wall, though. And Chris Bart Williams is in. Robin's coming near post now. Can he pick out Jeremy Goss? Oh, that's a fantastic goal! Now, you know him better than anybody, probably. Do you back him to score quickly, yes or no? Yes. Oh, oh and No! Hello and welcome to Quickly Kevin, Will He Score? The 90s football show. I'm Chris Skoll. Joining me in the studio is... Josh Widdicombe, hello. And our director of podcast, Michael Marden. Hello. This week we have Paul Merson. We're very excited about Paul Merson. He was amazing. Before that... It's time for the Electronic Post Bag. You've got mail. Before we start, I'd like to thank the, the amount of correspondence we got is more than I think we ever expected we'd get. We've had to start a new folder in our Gmail. <laughs> That's how I bad also, it's got. Uh, also, I failed to mention Ben Hayward as the person that sent in the Walsall email last week. So well, uh, thank you, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Um, I'm going to start with one, just with one sighting of a footballer, because this blows my mind. Imagine <laughs> this. My mate from school was Scandinavian. And one day, after watching Tottenham beat Southampton 2-1, I went for a kick about at his house. Eric Torsfed was at his house after the game, and he played in goal for Wembley Singles. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Wow. Oh, man. He's come from the game. What, did they win 2-1? Yeah, Tottenham, they beat them 2-1. And also, that must have been a long game. How many goals is Torsfed going to concede? From two 11-year-olds. How seriously do you think he was taking it? Is he still in the match mindset? <laughs> or, or, the, or the kit. Yeah. <laughs> still mud on his knees. 
I've got a similar story. It's not yeah. 90s, but I was having a kick around my brother in like Preston visiting family and Ricardo Fuller came running out of like some trees and we had like headers and volleys. Wow. We had to go with headers he and volleys and Ricardo trees. Like a superhero. Like, he, like, he was going for a jog and we were like, oh, do you want to go in golfing? And he was like, no, I'll, I'll cross it. You head it. Wow. <laughs> That's such I a like weird memory. That's a good game. Yeah. Um, right, so we asked for footballers from the 90s who've done a bit of acting. So I'm going to start with one that I didn't know existed. Um, boys. And that was actually shown in mid-2000. I feel compelled to let you and the wider world reminisce over the pure acting legendary of 90s wonder kid Michael Owen. He featured on a CBBC children's programme called Hero to Zero. The child had a life-size cardboard cutout of Owen on his bedroom wall. Michael would morph out and gift life advice to the boy and also help him with football so that he would look good at school. <laughs> wow. Did you know this? No, I'd never heard that. It reminds me, obviously, of the greatest clip which we should put on the website, which is of Michael Owen flying a helicopter over Dubai. <laughs> I've not seen that one either. I haven't uh, seen that. Have you not seen that? No. no. Explain it. Uh, shall, I, should... shall we play a clip out now? Yeah, yeah, do it. So what we're going to do, listener, we're going to play out the first 30 seconds and then we'll put the clip on the website. But this is a taste of Michael Owen flying a helicopter over Dubai. Ladies and gentlemen, please fasten your safety belts. We're about to take off. But first, welcome on board. I'm Michael, and I'm the pilot for your tour. Today is a typical day in Dubai. Glorious sunshine with a slight northeasterly wind. Visibility is about 16 kilometers, so take it from me, you're in for a real treat. <laughs> Isn't that unbelievable? I've never few, heard that before. I mean, he's so emotionally so dead. wooden, so wooden. <laughs> How has the director not got a better performance out the, of it? The thing is, as well, they don't reference the fact he's Michael Owen flying a helicopter, <laughs> which is the, like, you come on, you need to explain that. Just to be clear to the people yeah. at home, it's not, it's a virtual helicopter, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not, not really a real helicopter. <laughs> it reminds me of that bit in the Krypton fact where they had to land the plane. <laughs> yeah, and no one ever did. <laughs> no one ever managed it. Uh, do you want another clip? Yes, please. Okay. Hi, all look quickly, Kevin. Regards footballers acting. Mark Chamberlain, more famous in the 80s, but definitely still active at Portsmouth until 1994, does an absolutely cracking turn in an episode of Sooty. <laughs> <laughs> this is essentially a 20-minute promo for Mark Chamberlain. Uh, thanks, Niall. Now, we'll play a clip in it. I've got you a clip for this. To give you the gist... Matthew Corbett claims that uh, he played football with Mark Chamberlain at a young age and Mark Chamberlain wasn't very good. And then Sooty um, magics them onto a pitch with Mark Chamberlain and Mark Chamberlain <laughs> destroys him. <laughs> Either one of them knew Mark Chamberlain, they thought we could write an episode around him, or how many different scripts were sent out with a different yeah. footballer's name. Where was he on the list? It's, it's like the Mabbott one that I mentioned last week that we still haven't got a copy of. Come on, guys. Right, here we go. For those listening... If you thought Michael Owen was wooden, Mark Chamberlain runs him very <laughs> close indeed. Oh, Mr Chamberlain, sir, Matthew was just saying that you're posh. Oh, was he? Mm. I see you're dressed to play soccer. Uh, yes, I am. Yes. It, am I? Any good in goal? No. Yes, that was his position. He's got reflexes like lightning. Oh. Well, that's good because when I shoot, it goes like lightning. <laughs> I think you get a feeling there for what Mark Chamberlain was bringing to the action. Oh, God. Um, what I like of the best detail is I was watching it going, why? Because they're on a football pitch, like a playing field, and there's a tractor there. And I was thinking, why is there a tractor? And it's because they needed something for Sooty Sweep <laughs> and Sue to hide behind. You know there was a meeting where they were like, what doesn't look out of place in a field? <laughs> a tractor. 
There's a football field. Um, so that's Mark Chamberlain acting. Yeah. One final thing before Merson. Yeah. Obviously, the name of the uh, podcast, for those that haven't heard it before, could you explain why the podcast is called as it is, Chris? The, the podcast is called Quickly Kevin Will He Score on account of Brian Moore's infamous commentary during the uh, England-Argentina penalty shootout, France 98. David Batty steps up to take a penalty. Brian Moore says, Quickly Kevin, you know him better than anyone. Will he score? Kevin, in an impossible situation, says, Yes, David Batty misses. We go out. And you hear just Kevin Keegan just whimpering. So, we've got an email from Neil Fern who um, has said that he has a clip of Kevin Keegan doing a very similar thing in a different context. <laughs> this is taken from Aston Villa versus Tranmere in the 93-94 second leg playoff final penalties. Let's see uh, how Mystic Kev does in this situation. <laughs> and the club that's never played at the top level of English football in its 73-year history are one kick away from Wembley. What drama. He'll be the coolest man on the part, this chap taking this one. I mean, we know where that one's going. He's saved it, <laughs> He'll be the coolest chap on the park. <laughs> if you have any more... Kevin Keegan ruining penalty shootouts. <laughs> Please send them in. The other 90s one who obviously did that was Yuri Geller. Yeah, I just thought oh, that. Yeah. yeah, Gary McAllister. You yeah, Yuri Geller claimed he moved the ball with Gary McAllister. Have you ever influenced a penalty shootout at a major tournament? Yeah, we're <laughs> looking for any correspondence. If you have any yeah. clips of anything, if you have any bumping into 90s footballs or anything, we don't really mind. If it's good enough and it's related to 90s football, we'll read it out. The best way to contact us is, is the email, hello at quicklykevin.com. So, now it's time to join our guest. England international Arsenal legend, to some extent Middlesbrough legend. Yeah, Aston Villa probably. And Aston Villa. And Walsall. Walsall, yeah. To a much lesser extent. Paul Merson. Good ball in. Merson. Arsenal take the lead. Paul Merson. A goal almost forged from nothing. Hello and welcome to... Quickly, Kevin, will he score the 90s football show to Paul Merson? Hello, Paul. Hello. I thought he was his mastermind. <laughs> <laughs> come all this way and he's not mastermind. <laughs> if you're especially subject to 90s football, you're all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be okay. <laughs> so the show's called Quickly, Kevin, will he score? That's right. a bit of commentary. Do right. you know what bit of commentary that is from? I'll give you a clue. You're involved with it. No. You weren't directly involved. You're on the pitch. Oh, not uh, 1989. No. 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 We're getting 90s. We're off to a flying. Yeah, flying. <laughs> um, what was it? Marseille, England, Argentina. No, it wasn't Marseille, it was San Tatiana. Oh, was it? Oh, San Tatiana, oh, yeah. Messed up. Oh. Yeah. Brian Moore turns to Kevin Keegan. David Batty's about to take the penalty. Quickly, Kevin, will he score? But of course he misses. Yeah. But you were on the pitch that day. I scored a penalty then. Yeah. Yeah, I scored. What number penalty did you take? Oh, I'm going to gamble with three. When they... That makes sense, doesn't it? Three. <laughs> Third. When Third. they get to the penalty taking and you're on the pitch, are you thinking, how do I get out of this? Do I keep my no, head No, yeah, I was... Because I hadn't played in any of the games, so I got on in this game and I played most of the setting off all its extra time and it got to the penalties and Glenn and I wanted to take one. I thought, you know, if we get on, do well here, I'm, you know, I could stay in the team. And I remember he picked me, he went... 
Batty, Shearer, Merce, Michael, penalties. Incy as well. And then I thought, oh my God, I missed the penalty three months before this at Sheffield United. I mean, if I that's can't That's a positive score... thing to get in your mind. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I'm like. So I'm thinking, if I can't score against Sheffield United on a Tuesday <laughs> night, what chance have I got here? So I'm going to let my wife, my kids, my mum and dad down. I, I was petrified. Absolutely. Oh. I think Glenn Oddle, he seen me on the halfway line. And Glenn Oddle would have still been manager of England now, in my opinion. Yeah. If he didn't say what he said, he was unbelievable. He's brilliant. You know, tactics, international football, he was brilliant. He was very spiritual. And I remember him come up to me on the halfway line and he used to do his thing with his hand. And he got his hand and he put it on the middle of my chest and he looked me in the eye and he went, you will not miss. <laughs> and I went, thank fuck for that. <laughs> oh, and I mean, if I do miss, I'm fucking blaming if I'm blaming you now because you told me. And if I remember, done that to Batty and Ince, we'd still well, be Well, I always think, if they was as scatty as me, we could have probably won the World Cup that year. Do you know what I mean? This is real pressure on Merson now. Need this one to go in. He's turned quickly and he's scored with it superbly. Keeper got a hand to it, but it wasn't enough. So we had Latisse on. We got a little bit obsessed with advertisers in the 90s. You had JVC at Arsenal. Yeah. So did you ever sit down next to a video recorder and have to like hug it and have the have your picture <laughs> taken or something? No. If we ever won anything, you got to list through what you could have. No. So we, right. yeah. What, from JVC? Yeah. Just a list of items? Yeah, like you can pick one thing. <laughs> One. You either so had what the, did you get? Well, one year I had the video, you know, with yeah. the five diving boards on it. Yeah. Literally, they were like five diving boards yeah. hanging out with play, record, yeah. stop. You had to literally jump on it to open it <laughs> and all that. So I had one of them one year. I had a video camera another year. You know, oh, yeah. like one of them ones from ITN. <laughs> like it's about that big. I thought it was going to be like, like one of them little ones walking around the pool with this big, I massive lo- thing. Like, I love the idea yeah. of you all sitting around with your checklist. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. You get a list and you'd all pick what you wanted. That's why I used to say to the missus, what do you want? We've <laughs> <laughs> always got a good Christmas present when we won the league. JVC always. again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, Highbury in the 90s, it changed completely, right? Yeah. But the thing we were interested in is... There's a season where you had a mural behind the goal. Yeah. So when did you first find out about that? Well, I knew they were knocking the stadium, knocking it down to make it all seater or something, but I couldn't believe when they put that up. I mean, who does that? <laughs> so did they tell? Did they consult you? Guys? No, they just put it up. I, I scored one of my best ever goals with that thing there behind did the you goal. Go, did, you, did you ever go over to celebrate at the mural? <laughs> no, no, I should have. Do you know what I mean? Should have. But I thought if I do that, they'll think I'm still on drugs. So I better not. Do you know what I mean? And they, did you know that they put it up and they didn't realise they it was only white faces? Yeah, yeah, and then they had to change it. Yeah, yeah. remember that? Yeah, I so that's it. true because we yeah, heard a, we yeah. read there's a story online of that that was true, but we yeah. were like, we can't believe this. Yeah, no, it's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so was there complaints or was there? I think so. I think there was complaints and then they changed yeah. it. Fair play, they changed yeah, yeah. it. But I don't even know why they put one up in the first place. <laughs> but there's also does that? there's all sorts of levels to this story with the mural. So at first they they didn't have any black people, and then someone realised they didn't have any women. So a oh, few really? of them. Were I don't, uh, this was an article online that I don't believe. Allegedly, they went back and painted some women on. Did they? I don't yeah. think this is true. <laughs> I don't know about no, that. No, I worse. seriously don't know about that. I don't You're going to be telling us 9-11 was an inside job in a minute. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, so, other big things at Arsenal in the 90s. For, for us, we were talking about the 1993 League Cup final. Yeah. That game, obviously, you were man of the match, but that's not really interesting to us. What was do, you know, do you know what the defining moment what of that? What was the, like, the thing we remember? Oh, Tony Adams. Yeah. Yeah. Steve Morrow. Steve Morrow. Unbelievable. So what happened? <laughs> he dropped. To be fair, I was celebrating, so I didn't really see it because I was over with the fans.
friends like celebrating. And Steve Moore had scored the winning goal. He scored the winning goal, highlight of his whole career. <laughs> and he ended up in hospital with a broken arm and could have lost his arm. He could have lost his no, arm. It was that bad. Oh my no. god! Seriously, what? Yeah, he could have lost his arm. What did he do? Suplex. I don't know. Yeah. It's unbelievable. But yeah, literally, he could have lost his arm. So did you all? Stop- I remember we all went the next day. Yeah. The next day, not the same no, day. Then. No, yeah, it was now. party. <laughs> <laughs> Did it put a bit of a crimp in the party? Did it stop the party being? No, no, no. <laughs> good, good no, to seriously. <laughs> it was Stevie Morrow. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no. So, this was afterwards. Tony yeah. Adams suplexes him. He goes down. You've realised there's a problem. He, I, yeah, but I didn't think it was that bad. No. No, but it was, honestly, we went there the next day and it was that oh, bad. Tony was like... Not bother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing is that's kind of defined Steve Morris. Yeah, career. I mean like, that, yeah. that is you say bang unlucky, didn't you? I mean, is it was he clumsy? Was he unlucky? Do you see him now stepping in puddles? That sort <laughs> of thing. Yeah. It wasn't. No, it wasn't like that. You just don't go near Tony. So <laughs> <laughs> Tony's fault. <laughs> I always still think of that. I always think, God, poor lad. I know. Cup final winner. I can't believe it doesn't happen more often. Because he's boisterous, you wonder if you yeah. want to be trophy. Uh, it's like when you see, I see when Barcelona won the league and they're frying Pep Guardiola oh, in yeah. the air and all that. You know, the old bumps. You'd yeah. never do that. Steve Morrow's in the stadium. Stevie Morrow's like, out. he turns the telly over, Stevie Morrow. He turns it over. It's the first time Steve Morrow's been compared to Pep Guardiola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Similar players. Yeah. Um, another player you played with, and this for me, I, I remember at the time not really comprehending it, but Andy Cole started out yeah. as an Arsenal player. Yeah. One of the greatest players in the 90s. Yeah. He just didn't work out at Arsenal. Was, it, was he rubbish? <coughs> no, he was brilliant. So what happened? No, really good. He wanted to get in, he wanted to be in the team straight away. He didn't play too often. It was out of him and a lad called Kevin Campbell. You remember Kevin? Yeah, yeah, he yeah, played yeah, for yeah, Arsenal. He went on to play for Everton. It was out of them two and George chose to stay with Kevin who still done brilliant at Arsenal. Yeah. And he, he, he let Andy go and, or Andrew go and he, he wanted to go to uh, <laughs> he went to Bristol City. Yeah. Where he yeah. ripped it up and then went to Newcastle, ripped it up, went to Man United, ripped it up. Yeah. So yeah. no, he was very good. Did I, any of you go? That's a bad decision. Yeah, I did. I thought it was a bad decision. I thought he was a better player than Kevin Campbell, if I'm being honest. But yeah, you know, Kev. It's easy to say that now, Merce. Yeah, when Kev ain't here. <laughs> 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 no, but yeah, I could see you, you could tell he was a good player. But Kevin turned out to be a very, very good player anyway. Yeah. Now, because all the foreign players started coming to the Premier yeah. League, start nineties. One of the first, Anders Limpar. Yeah. He was good. Now, here's a question. Anders Limpar's gone on to run a bar in Stockholm. Did you know this? No. I know he went and opened bookmakers. He opened a bookmaker? He went over a betting shop. Did he? Do you know what his bar is called? No. There's a bar in Stockholm called the Anders Limp Bar. <laughs> No, really? Yeah, yeah, seriously. I didn't know. I know I know he had bookmakers. I know he went into bookmakers, but I didn't bookmakers know. Bookmakers and bars, Murs. I know. That's coming to Arsenal. <laughs> he was all right before he got to Arsenal. He never had a bit in his life before he got to Arsenal. When I heard about this pun he made on the bar, it sounds like he was quite a funny bloke. I never I didn't think he could. He was a, like yeah, that. he was he was all right. Yeah. He was a good lad. He was a very good lad. He got involved with the lads and all that. He was quite quite dry. Yeah. Yeah, you know, for some foreign players come over and they don't really get it, do they? But he did. Stefan Schwartz, you must have played. Didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> he looked boring. <laughs> he looked boring. <laughs> Again, he was another one. Noel Quinn one day. Where we used to train used to be this massive puddle that gathered. Like so there was two lots of big bushes and then a gap where you walk through. But it always for some reason, if it rained, made the biggest puddle ever. And one day he's walking back to the thing and, and Quinny thought he'd rugby tackle him from behind, Noel Quinn. And I I think I didn't think he played too many times after that. He'd done his back in. <laughs> 
<laughs> Seriously, our, our team is a joke. You got you got Stephen Morrow's arm and you got Stephen Schwartz's back. Whatever he played, he, he had trouble then oh. after that all the time. What about John Jensen? John Jensen, yeah, I remember John. He he came out one of the first Tuesdays when when he signed for Arsenal because mm. we used to have a Tuesday club. So we went out Tuesday and we were sitting there and his nickname was after a beer in in Denmark. So he thought, whoa, he's going to be a bit of a drinker. Fair play. <laughs> After about four, he was absolutely <laughs> paralytic. And, he, and then he turned around and went, I could have gone Juventus, you know. <laughs> and we, went, we, went, we went, what? He went, I could have gone Juventus instead of Arsenal. We all like went, what are you doing? <laughs> and then about two more pints later, he just fell back off his stall and that was it. Yeah, but he was a good, great lad. Great yeah. Lad. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. He really batted on with the moustache. It was pretty much yeah. him and John Walker. Yeah, that was November every, every month was November. <laughs> and he, he scored his only goal when I was in treatment. Did he? Yeah, I didn't even. Had you been to dropped see by Tony Adams into a puddle? <laughs> no, yeah, I wish. <laughs> I mean, it, he just couldn't shoot. Could he not shoot? Was no, just, they kept, that's what I kept on. Every time he got the ball, it's all you heard was shoot, yeah, yeah. shoot. And then he goes and gets one weldy, one weldy, and it was a proper goal. <laughs> Here's Winterburn. Arsenal striving hard for an equaliser. Jensen. Oh, that's what they've been waiting for. At long, long, long last, a goal in Arsenal's colours for the Dane, John Jensen. But he was a decent player. Yeah. Well, they bought him, didn't they, on his winning goal in the uh, Euros. We're going to talk about George Graham a bit later on, but like John Jensen, <coughs> kind of responsible for George Graham getting a sack because of the whole bung thing. Does that mean John Jensen, we were thinking, like, looking at his goal record, was he a bad player? And jo- George Graham just put him in and just kept, kept with no, him for this bung? No, he was a decent player, but he, they bought him on the strength of the Denmark thing, didn't they? That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Which was unbelievable. Which was, That was a miracle in itself. <laughs> I mean, Denmark, no, not, yeah. not on him, but it was Denmark. 
you know, Yugoslavia qualified. They weren't in it, Denmark. Yeah. And then one day, Yugoslavia got thrown out or something, and they went, you're in next Denmark. And even they went to Laudrop, or one of the brothers, and went, are you playing? He went, no chance, we'll get slaughtered. <laughs> they went on and won it, because they'd all been on the beach. They, yeah. they, you know what I mean? They weren't training. And then they, they bought him, but to be fair to JJ, I think they'd expected more than one goal. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you were in that tournament. You're in yeah, yeah, 92, yeah. So let's talk about your England career. Yeah. So we're reading about your England career. When your last ever game for the under-21s, which was October the 10th, 89, Poland v England. Yeah. Poland won England three. This was, You'd have been player of the year, young player of the year at this young point. Young player of the year, yeah. Was there any hope that you were going to go to the World Cup in the senior squad at this point? There was talk. There was talk. I mean, you know when uh, you know when they used to used to do things at the garage, like and you used to collect coins or things oh, like yeah, that before yeah. the World I, Cup. I, I, I was one of them coins. Oh yeah, you made so the it coins. was like, oh, you never insane. know. Oh. You know, Shell might so, know more than <laughs> <laughs> might know more than me. Huh? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, that's what I thought. But so yeah. when, you, when you found out you were one of the coins, yeah, you thinking, oh, you never know. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh, there, there was talk. It was sort of one of them where I might be going. Oh, oh man. So we've got the team for your last yeah, England under-21 I, would, I team. wouldn't even be able to name you two. <laughs> Seriously. Who? Go on. Do you want to have a guess at any of them? Did uh, Paul I, Lake play? Paul Lake did play. Yeah, great player. Top player. Yeah. Uh, Paul Lake. Shall I run you through the team? Yeah, you go can on. tell me if you've heard of them all. Yeah, go on. Yeah, I would have heard it. Okay. In goal, F. Digby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He played for went on to play for Brighton, didn't he? Fraser, Dig- Fraser yeah. Digby. Went yeah. on to play for Brighton. There he is. <laughs> <Eddie> Heights. Yeah. <laughs> uh, David Burrows. Yeah, Bugsy, yeah. He played for Liverpool and Coventry, yeah. yeah. Good friend of mine, he was. David Batty. Cool, yeah. yeah. Is it true that David Batty has gone missing and no one knows where he is? Yeah. I think he just lives where he lives and gets on with his life. Yeah, when he missed his penalty in the World Cup, if there's anybody who thought, well, if you're going to miss, make it make him Dave, because he won't, he won't give a flying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that was it. You know, it was it was like after the game, it was like, don't unlike Dave, don't like, you know. And he was just, he's like, what? <laughs> you know, David Beckham's in the dressing room, like crying his eye because he's been sent off and he's let yeah. everybody down. And David Batty's sitting there getting changed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like <that. laughs> Do you know what I mean? But yeah, there was one player. Did that yeah. not piss anyone off? No, no, no. you can't do anything. I mean, yeah. he took a penalty. He didn't mean yeah. to miss, did he? But fair so, play to him. On David Bay, like just to add to his mystery, I heard a rumour he got paid in cash when he yeah, played I football. Yeah, I heard that rumour. And that he, he, he would never bank. Everything had to be in cash and he kept the cash in his house. Wonder you can't find him then. <laughs> Who's going to leave his house? He must have a gillion quid. He's waiting for the apocalypse. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, S. Redmond. Yep, yes, Steve Redmond. Played centre-half for uh, Man City and then went to Oldham. I'm waiting for one that you haven't heard. I haven't heard this one. S. Chettle. Yeah, Steve Steve Chettle. He played for Nottingham Forest. Forest. Centre-half, yeah. Remember that? David White. David White, Man City winger. A lot of Man City, isn't there? Yeah. Brilliant team. Well, yeah. the year before that, or two years, they they beat us in the FA Youth Cup final, Man City, when I was at Arsenal, and I think virtually every player went on to play for the first team. Wow. Ian Brightwell. Man City. Steve Bull. Oh, Bully Bull. Was he young enough? <laughs> he must have been. He looked about 80. <laughs> yeah, he must be 73 now, wasn't he, Bully? <laughs> I think he had a Nigerian passport at the time. <laughs> I'm, sure he's, I'm sure he's 50 this week. <laughs> Paul Merson, and then, this is the one I don't know, D. Smith. D. Smith. 
Could be anybody. <laughs> Who is Dee Smith? Smith? You know what I'm going to go with? I'm going to go for a little lad called, I think his name is David Smith, who played for Brighton, a little winger. Good team, that. Yeah, it weren't bad. Well, that's why we won, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay, Euro 92. Yeah. So that is the tournament that no one remembers. No, from. ever. No one ever. ever talks about it. No, never. You never I, see any clips you never of see it. never see anything. Yeah, weird, isn't it? Why is that? Something like it never happened. We were going to ask you the it same question. It might as well not have ever happened, <laughs> honestly. Do you, I don't even know if I'm changed my bed by the time we come back home. <laughs> what hotel? do you remember of it? I remember, you, I, I remember England <laughs> losing 2 on Sweden. I played in the first game. I think it was Denmark. We Is drew nil-nil. Yeah. Drew nil-nil and I never played the next game. Who I could not tell you who that was against. And then the last game was Sweden and that was the day that he took Gary Lineker off oh, to yeah. put Adam Smith on. So what was that like? Of course, yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah, wow. Were you on the pitch or were you on the bench at that point? I think I was on them by then. Yeah. But, you know, it was the picture of Gary Lineker's face like to go, Oh, my God. What? But was it mutiny after that? Like mutiny among the players? You must be like this guy. Oh, man, this, this guy. guy. Right. Oh, was, um, honestly, we need to score a goal. We need to win. And you've got the record goal scorer for England coming off. Like Smudge was like, I don't want to go on. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd gone for Gary. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which you don't, do Because the crowd are then going mental. It's not Smudge's fault. Yeah. It was a good player. Wow. But yeah, that was... Well, what, wow. So what was Tate like, like generally as a manager? Did you? He's all right. He gave me my England debut. Yeah. Yeah. He gave me my England debut, and then let me go at Villa when he come back. Yeah. So mixed bag. <laughs> Those early days, that that qualifying camp over the World Cup, he really fancied you, didn't he? Like you were in almost every squad. Oh yeah, yeah. I was always in the squads. I didn't really play all the time though, but I was always in the squads. I played in the game in Holland when Kuman should have got sent off. I was the one who hit the free kick that hit the post and come back out. So we were like inches away. If that goes in, we probably win the game and then we go to the World Cup. The year before, so 93, at the end of the season, we, we had two World Cup games. And I think we lost to Norway 2-0 and we drew with Poland or something. So we were virtually out of the World Cup next year, but they'd already got this trip to America. So we went to Boston. <laughs> we went to oh, Washington. No. And then we went to Detroit. Oh, and you know Taylor that, still the manager? Yeah, and you know you can't qualify. It was like the best oh. holiday I've ever been on. <laughs> It was like an 18 to 30. I've never been on anything like him. Really? First game, Boston, play America. Lexis Lalis scores. This Woods comes for it, and it's a goal! And the substitute has scored, and the United States have gone absolutely crazy here. Woods is beaten. Lalas, the substitute, has made it United States 2, England 0. He come to Arsenal on trial a year before that, and I had to look after him because he stayed at the hotel where I lived up the road from. So they said, look after him. So I used to go down the hotel. He used to sing songs to me while I was getting drunk with his guitar. <laughs> so I'd be saying, oh, he just anything. He'd be singing anything, honestly, and playing guitar, and I'd be sitting there getting drunk. Yeah. Wait, what, in the hotel? In the hotel, in the lo- in the bar. There'd only be us two in there. There's nobody in there. And then he scores the goal, and I'm sitting on the bench. Now we're we're losing to America. It can't that can't happen. And he's sliding towards the dugout at me. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, like to celebrate, and I'm thinking, fuck off, <laughs> go away. Like, and he's coming over to me, going like that in front of me, and I'm thinking, I'm looking away. I'm going like that. Come on, go away now, you fucking. Yeah, and then we go Washington. We're playing cards all night. Me, Teddy Sheridan, Carlton Palmer. Then they all went bed and I went out. So get downstairs, turn left, bang. In a bar. Absolutely power. Two geezers. I leave the bars, two geezers arguing in the middle of the road. So I go up to them and I'm going, come on, let's, let's not start fighting. We don't need it. And they're looking at me and they're like, 
honestly I look at me like I'm an absolute nutcase and I just walk off the bed go bed get up in the morning we have a big meeting with the FBI because we're on you know this is England do you know what I mean we're in Washington so they get us all down FBI got their caps on everything they go right whatever happens you're in the capital of the world of killings for the size of the place (laughs) capital of the world whatever happens do not ever come out of this hotel at night and turn left (laughs) the night before I'm breaking up a fight in the middle of the street how I never got shot I do not know so then we go down to Washington this place is beautiful on the river and I'm sitting on top of a limousine drinking on top of a limousine on the roof Graham Taylor's going get down Paul get down (laughs) and I'm going get me down Seriously, then he pulls me in the next morning and says, I'm going to t- send you home. Did you can't send me home. If you send me home, we're going to go mad. We just lost all our games and you're sending me home. They're going to go. So I never went home. So <laughs> the best trip in the world. And then we went to Detroit. So when you're in Detroit, what you always do when you go on a trip, always hook on to the captain because the captain's never getting sent home. <laughs> so I, me and Incy, John Barnes, all went out. Yeah. Get back in. Phil Neal's waiting at the door for us. Two in the morning. <laughs> Going to tell the gaffer, go oh. on then. You ain't gonna, you can't send the captain home. It was the best trip I've ever been on. <laughs> ever. <laughs> ever. I didn't want it to end. What was Phil Neal like? Yeah. yeah. The documentary, no, the documentary doesn't paint a good picture. No, it's a good one. It's the most shocking picture you'll ever see, <laughs> wasn't it? I mean, at the highest level. But a nice bloke. I don't know what he was doing that day. <laughs> Serious. I don't know if Tony Adams had thrown him over his shoulder beforehand or something like that and he lost his marbles. But it was weird. But yeah. he's not usually like that. He's a nice bloke. Yeah. He was a top player, so I'm not going to hammer him. No. What about Laurie McMenemy? Because he, he's almost like, I was saying to Josh, when you watch that documentary back, it's like he's not even there. He's just sitting in a really baritone voice just saying the odd word in a suit and everyone else is in a tracksuit. <laughs> all he ever said like, when he was away was, do what you are, do what you are, clubs. That's all he ever said. <laughs> Do what you are, do what you are, clubs. <laughs> He's getting paid for that. Thinking, if I'm going to do what I'm doing at my club, I'd say we are seriously getting sent home quickly from here. Um, so when did you first hear that documentary was going to happen? Oh, uh, no, because I was playing in the game. The game, what they're talking about, I was on the pitch. I never knew what they were saying on the bench. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was only yeah. when it came out that I, I see it. I was thinking, oh, my God. Did you God. know, that I've read that, because um, they couldn't bring them into film in the England-Holland game, Taylor smuggled them in yeah. as a mem- in the camera crew yeah he put yeah. the cameras in and put the set of cameras up in front of the dugouts in, really? in, hid them in kit bags yeah hid them in kit- how much was he getting for that <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true he must have been on three quid a DVD for that I was like seriously yeah I didn't know that. I I was involved in another one with Arsenal when we played at Millwall Way when George Graham didn't tell us that the referee was Mike Tuck. Oh, right. And Tony Adams is calling him every name under the sun. (laughs) Oh. You're an effing cheat. You're an effing cheat, ref. The ball went over the line and you never give the goal. And Tony's running back with him and he's calling him every name under the sun. And obviously the ref's going, what? What'd you say? (laughs) (laughs) But I think he got away with it because obviously no one told him. Yeah. But of course, it all fell apart for Taylor, San Marino, oh. and they scored after like. Oh, seriously. I, I was involved in it. I was sub for that game. How was, I was part sub? Of so you? we have a meeting. He gets everybody together and he says, right, if you score in this game, get the ball and run 
back to the halfway line as quickly as possible because we need to score as many goals as we can. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, if I get on and I score... I'm fucking straight over the fence <laughs> and everything. I'm running around like Mick Shannon when he used to score. I am. Then we sit down and they scored after. Was that part of you think this is hilarious? I was. I couldn't. I, I, I had. To, I had to hold it in. I was. I wanted to just burst out with laughter. I was. Li- I was literally. If you see me on the bench, I'm like. <laughs> When you play a team like San Marino, is there any pretense in the dressing room that they're good? Is no. There? No. No, and if someone does say, come on, this is going to be hard, you do think, mm, you're sharp. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when they're centre forwards, like dishing up your breakfast in the morning <laughs> at the hotel. Do you know what I mean? You're thinking, what chance they got? <laughs> now to England's task against tiny San Marino. They needed to win by seven goals, of course, and hope that Poland could do a job on Holland. England tonight, watched by John Motson. England in red, San Marino in blue, England needing to win by a seven-goal margin and hope that Poland can do them a favour in Poznan against Holland. I'm sure you're aware now of what's at stake. And Bachocki, number nine, picks the ball up straight away and San Marino launched the first attack. Oh, and a mistake by Stuart Pearce and San Marino have scored! I don't believe this! Right, so let's talk about the end of the George Graham era. Yeah. But George Graham, when you think about it, he's, he, he solely seemed to be about defending. Yeah. Boring, boring Arsenal. Was that the case? Oh, yeah. In training, it's just defence. Constantly, constantly. Is it true? There's Five a... defenders against the rest of the team. It's, there's yeah. an urban myth that he used to use a rope. Yeah, no. It's not true. No. Oh. Tie the defenders no, together but he, to keep he, alive. They, no, but they knew they could do it in their sleep every single day. Yeah. Honestly, they just went along. and it, oh, Honestly, it was every day, every day. So were you playing against that defence? Every day. Eight of us, nine, ten of us against five of them. And we'd be lucky if we scored one. Seriously, they were that drilled. And was that's it boring all ever done for you? Oh, every day. Yeah, set plays, set plays. But we won medals. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it worked. Do you know what I mean? I've yeah. been to other places and, and never won anything else. So tactically, if he had... Well, if Arsene Wenger had his tactical nails, they'd win the league every year. Easy. He, George Graham loved you, didn't he? Yeah. Like he said, was he said you, you were his Rolls Royce and he let you just do whatever, whatever yeah. you Well, I, I, one day, I, when, when I got done with the drugs and everything, he called me in and I did talk to him after and I said, why didn't you throw me out? Because I'd already had about a million chances. Hmm. And he said, if you have a Rolls Royce and it breaks down, you get it fixed. If you have a Morris Minor and it breaks down, you fuck it off. <laughs> And that was it. <laughs> Goodbye, Steve Morrow. Yeah. <laughs> straight, straight back out that night. <laughs> and as Limpar's in the doorway, just listening in like, oh. <laughs> There's a story that when he left Arsenal, they went in to clear out his desk and he had a biscuit tin full of cash from all the, the fines he used to give the players. It'd just come out into cash. It was always cash. <laughs> was it? Oh, yeah. He loved the fine. Yeah, <laughs> Love the fine. Love the. I got fined once, two weeks' wages, and they fined me the two weeks' wages after they taxed me. Oh, really? really? Yeah, the, literally. To... I got a wage bill with like about a pound in it. I think. So, I'm... did you have to hand over the cash to George Graham? Sometimes, no, 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 not with, not with that, not with big fines. 
but yeah. with little ones like so your what 50s kind of little, what, what would 50 you get found f- fine like for being late or you know what I mean talking or things like that do you know what I mean when he's talking or so what around. during training session you'd be talking you get 50 quid fine yeah. and then yeah. you have to go and get the cash and take it to him as- yeah wait till training's finished do you know what I mean yeah, yeah yeah no no we'll get on without you you just go and get <laughs> cash dispenser up the road he's have, have a map of all cash dispensers <laughs> on the wall where you can go fit one on the edge of the tree <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had one behind the goal <laughs> did he ever fine you and forget did he ever 50 no, quid then? <laughs> no no definitely not definitely not what other talking Lateness. No, yeah, late lateness was the one. Did you talk about cold baths after the game? Did you get no, missing cold that? Bath. No, none of that. Oh. Straight after a game, can of Hofmeister, <laughs> follow the bear. You remember that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he used to have that, and that was it. And then straight into the players' lounge for another seven or eight. <laughs> Yeah. So, like, George was synonymous with bungs and stuff like that. Did you ever? Did you ever get anyone say to you, "Do you want a bung? Do you want no. to do this?" No. It's just, it was, was just it a shock when it came out. Major, really, because he was on good money. Yeah. He was on good money. He didn't no need to do that. Yeah, no need. And he was a bright geezer as well. So I just, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. And how do you find out that he's got the sack? Does someone? Do you read it no, in the paper? Yeah. Do you just read it in the paper? Does anyone from the club call you and go, "Look, we've had to do this"? Or I don't know. I was out. <laughs> <laughs> he told me I was a Rolls Royce. <laughs> <laughs> he might have rung Stevie Murray. <laughs> um, so the other big thing: ask your time with Arsenal Cup Winners' Cup final. Obviously, yeah. you won it once. The following year, you go back. Go 120 back. minutes on the clock. Naeem just punts it. You th- what are you thinking? What point? Great with gun. the ball in the air do you think shit <laughs> no when it goes in because yeah. when he's hitting it you are thinking Dave's going to get back here he's a great goalkeeper he is he's a bit dodged from a distance from a bet midler <laughs> do you know what I mean he's dodgy from a distance and uh, yeah he'd done it he'd done it in the first half and it hit the corner flag oh, oh he tried it in the first half that's why I, I think it's a great goal I know I know you couldn't have got the local paper underneath Dave Seaman's feet when he jumped but it's still a great goal <laughs> the thing I love about that Naeem goal is when it goes in Dave Seaman just kind of sits there cocks one leg up like puts his hand <laughs> yeah. on his head like that like, like, like a blue film picture yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's modelling for yeah. May in the calendar yeah like, I bet he didn't sit there and think I'll be doing this again in a couple of years with Ronaldinho <laughs> I bet he didn't think that do you does anyone have a go at him or does anyone nah. no you seen how big he is? <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. a giant. Nah, he's a he's a great goalie. I mean, when we lost to Tottenham in the semi final, yeah. yeah, he came in at half time and said he should have caught that ball. Really? That's what we said. <laughs> Seriously, that's what he said. He went, "Sorry, lads, we were all sitting there going, what a free kick that is.' Yeah, you see that guy's oh, what a free kick. And he came, he went, "Sorry, lads, I should have caught that." We're like, "Yeah, all right." <laughs> yeah. Okay. When you're on the pitch, then, and something like that happens, like Gaza scores that yeah. free kick, do you appreciate it or you? No, not when it's Tottenham. <laughs> I did. The in one, I did. You get beat by good goals. I'd rather get beat by a weldy. Adams couldn't get to that one. That in its way tells you just how much he's suffering. Naeem hitting a long one. And he's gone in! Amazing! David Seaman, all he can do is lie in the back of his goal. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th 
Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I played for Aston Villa years ago and Perez got a goal for Arsenal against us. And I was literally on the halfway line and I wanted to clap it. I yeah. did want to clap, but I thought, mm, better not. <laughs> I'm not a Rolls Royce here. <laughs> Coming towards the end of my career. It'll be get off. <laughs> I was like a mini then. <laughs> so, um, like the Premier League era really changes when Arsene Wenger comes in. Yeah. Right. But he comes in, surely, I mean, you've got Adams, you've got Parley yourself, right? These English lads are still with that kind of 80s mentality of going out. Was it a shock to him to see you? He, he, he changed the face of football, the whole face. Yeah, in my opinion. Oh, he come in. You'd have thought he was Clouseau. Really? But honestly, it was unbelievable. It was. He just. You thought, oh no, this ain't working. You know, he'd Did go you? to a hotel and go, can I have a room? A room? He'd be like, he literally was like, like Inspector Clouseau. <laughs> Ray used to call him Clouseau. He used to call him it. But he was brilliant. I yeah. couldn't talk. Yeah, at the time, I couldn't talk highly enough of him. He was so far ahead of his How time. How quickly did you realise that he, he was good? A week, <laughs> really. No, see, we were doing these exercises we used to do warm up. We went away with England, and we'd be doing them exercises. The lads and all the England lads would be doing them. They'd be joining in, yeah. doing them like that they'd never ever seen before. That no one was doing, and that everybody started doing it. Was there a moment where like Wenger, like it changed? You you, you realised like oh you couldn't be like eating whatever you want. Was there like yeah one specific yeah? I, I mean straight away he took the beer out the uh, players' lounge. Say so not that on the end. No drinking after the game. Really? Yeah. So what did you do? Not go up there. <laughs> <laughs> but he was so far ahead, and all the lads were getting in early for work. Like November the eighth, you'd be training at Arsenal, and I could tell you what we're doing on March the seventh with George Graham. Five months later, I could tell yeah. you exactly what we're doing. You know, but it worked, and we won things. But he come in and people were flying into training at nine o'clock in the morning it was that good to train really it was all what kind 15 of minutes all 15 minute stuff so you don't lose concentration and all that but like you do 8v8 which is a thing you used to do like 8v8 games usually managers just say go and play but his yeah. was all one if you take two touch your second touch has got to go forward and it, you it always had to think about it it was never just go yeah. out and play yeah. yeah it was honestly it was brilliant what was his man management like with you it was alright I got right? on really well with him I played every game under him bar when I had a hernia yeah. I'd got offered a new contract at Arsenal. People think that I was thrown out. I, I got offered a four-year contract at Arsenal. So why did you go to Middlesbrough? Because they doubled my wages. 
<laughs> Pretty simple. I remember saying to him after, I, you know, when I went up there to see Brian Robson and I come back and he said, what, what happened? I said, well, I've signed a four-year contract. And he asked me what I got and he said that we're not even giving Dennis Burkamp that. Really? I was getting more than Dennis Burkamp and I was playing in the championship. That's and he mad. was the greatest player ever. Yeah. God, that's bizarre, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, that must have been a culture change again. Like, go to yeah, Middlesbrough. I, yeah. mean, I imagine you'd lived in London your whole life at that point. <laughs> yeah, I had, but I, I didn't move up for ages. I drove up every day for the first two months. Gee, that's every day. What's that? What? Four left, and a half, five hours? I left hours? my house at five in the morning. What? In St Albans. <laughs> and I drove to Darlington where we trained, and I drove back home every day. Oh, my God. Every day. I scored one goal in my first seven games away at Stockport County in the league. <laughs> one goal. And then, and then they said, you're not driving anymore, so I used to have to get the train up every morning. So I used to drive to Stevenage from St Albans, get on the 747 train. There'd be a car waiting for me to take to the training ground which I was late every day so instead of fining me the lads I said I'll just pay for the whole Christmas due and then I had to be back on the 201 even if train hadn't finished <laughs> That's, did you move in the end and then I moved up did you uh, not know where Middlesbrough uh, was when you signed yeah, like, well no because my wife didn't come at the time that's what it was she yeah. said I'm not moving the kids are staying at school I thought she was joking when she said that <laughs> I thought she was joking and I thought when I sign and I tell her how much I'm getting do you know what I mean she'll move but she didn't move <laughs> probably thought I'd get half of that anyway so <laughs> I don't have to move. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was a rumour that they, when they brought foreign players over to sign for Middlesbrough, they'd show them around London. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I moved to Ravenelli's house in the end. He had a, they had a six-bedroom clubhouse. Oh, yeah. And they got they got my brother to move up with me to keep me company. Yeah. And they put him on £400 a week, my brother. Really? What, sit and watch telly with me. <laughs> oh, that's, a that's a nice job, isn't He it? was fucking devastated <laughs> when I left. Seriously, he was devastated. But that was his job, to sit wow. and watch telly with me. <laughs> I, I liked it up there people say I left there because of you know but it was I liked it it was a good place good yeah. people really good people well you said well, speaking of good people you said Brian Robson was one of the reasons yeah, that you definitely. joined have you seen this picture of him when he's announced as player manager <laughs> there's this picture this infamous picture can you just describe what you <laughs> what look, is he doing can you just describe to the listeners what you're looking at there this picture I am looking Robson. at Brian Robson on the pitch with no boots with football socks <laughs> with his foot on a ball with shorts on <laughs> Then is tie his jacket and holding a scarf up, and I just thinking, why are you holding the scarf? <laughs> really, that's mad, isn't it? A player manager, they've taken that so literally. The yeah. photographs. Oh, Surely, oh, I mean, the other some, way. You know, when you when you sign, you always get the lean up against the post, hold the ball, keep yeah. it up, hold the flag. But I've never seen that. That is. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> when you sign for a team as well, how soon do they do the picture afterwards? You sign the contract and then they go, right, come upstairs, put on this shirt, they go. I went Middlesbrough because it was the biggest transfer. Yeah. And it only got broke about three or four years ago. So it was the highest, most expensive player ever to get transferred to a championship club. So when I went, you had every single examination in the world. It took forever. Yeah. AIDS tests, everything. You had the lot done. So you had to wait for everything to come back yeah. and then the pictures come out because they don't want to give you the pictures and then there's something wrong with you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And then I left the year after. I went to Aston Villa for £6.75 My exam, you know, at Middlesbrough, you've got to remember I was having MRIs, tests, exams, everything. When I went to Aston Villa, the doctor laid me on the bench. He hit my knee with a thing a couple of times. They looked in the Rothmans book... <laughs> And they went, they went, they went. He's played 500 games now. He's played 49 games last season. That'll do. 
<laughs> that was it. Wow. And that was my thing. 6.75 wow. million. Seriously. That is brilliant. brilliant. Which is good. I mean, you know, don't matter what it's thing. As long as you're playing football and you're getting out on the yeah, pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about the second half of your England career. So we head up to like 94 and then yeah. 96, Venables does, doesn't fancy her. I but, played his first game, didn't oh, I? Oh, did you? I played one game. I played yeah. against Greece. 5-0. I was the worst player on the pitch. <laughs> Shocking. The problem was, when you used to go away with England, you meet, met up on a Sunday and played Wednesday. But you didn't have this two-week break now where you meet up after a week's training. You used to play your game Saturday, meet up Sunday evening at the hotel, train Monday, train Tuesday, play Wednesday. Every time you went to the hotel, you always met in the bar. So yeah. my first ever game, I meet in the bar, everybody goes to bed and I'm still sitting behind the bar helping myself drinking at two in the morning and he's sitting down with the staff. Yeah. So I played that game, I was atrocious and he said, you won't be getting picked again. Really? Which was fair play to him, yeah. at least he was yeah. honest, at least he didn't make me look at teletext every week when it come out. <laughs> Is Do you that re- how players would find out, go on yeah. teletext? Your first ever game, you get told by the manager, you know, it's your debut, you get, yeah. or your first ever squad. But after that, yeah, you just used to put CFAX on. 302. Yeah. <laughs> 302. 302, yeah. Put 301 on football, and then 302 being the main story. <laughs> Come up, Merce, and drop. You go, oh, fuck. <laughs> Could have told me. Did you mind missing Euro 96? No, 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 no. Because I'd been, I hadn't been involved. That was a good team. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a good team. They had good players. Good players. So then we get on to Hoddle. I think. Yeah, yeah. Who's your favourite England manager. Yeah, Glenn. Yeah, brilliant. Loads of people say that, don't they? Yeah, I was, I was fortunate. I mean, he liked me. He liked me, which was nice. I mean, I was the only player who went to that World Cup who weren't playing in the Premier League. And I don't think there's been anybody since, if I'm being honest, off the top mm, of my yeah. head. Yeah. I, I might be a goalie, but not an outfield player. Yeah. And you go Seems. from Graham Taylor, who's got Laurie McMenemy and Phil Neal, to Glenn Hodder, who's got Eileen Drury. Yeah. I went and see Eileen. I was all right. You liked her, though, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I'd try anything, me. I was. How did how did he introduce her to the squad? Yeah, he just said, I got this person. No, because if you had an injury or something like that, he would like say, I'll go and see Eileen or something like that. I mean, I went, lucky, I, I went, it, thing, Ray Parler come back and went, we've just had a short back and side. <laughs> <laughs> he never played again. Never played. Really? Really? Never played again. Really? And Ray, Ray tells the story that in 1998, they won the double Arsenal. And Ray yeah. was very, very good in that year. And Wenger was good friends with uh, Glenn Oddle. And Ray said, ring him up, ring him up and say, why, you know. And he rung him up and he said, you've got to pick Ray. He's the best midfield player in the country at the moment. He just won the double. You know, you've got to put him in the squad. And then they uh, talked to him and put the phone down. And, and Ray went to uh, Wenger. What did he say? Anyway, you just hope he gets the sack very soon. (laughs) 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 So he never played. Never played. Um, So, like, to go back to the end of like that World Cup in '98, you stood in the centre circle watching the Punisher. What do you say to each other when that's happening? Are you chatting? Are you like, oh, he's going to miss? Are you like, to be fair, there weren't too many who could have took a penalty. Mm. You know, you got to remember, David Beckham have already been sent off. Yeah. We've got Sol Campbell and Tony Adams, who are two centre-halves that are not really going to take a penalty. You've got the goalkeeper. So yeah. There's eight, nine, I think, whoever the two fullbacks were. So there weren't too many mm. more to take yeah. the penalties. So the fire picked itself, really. Yeah. You know, and it is. It is I, I've never seen anything like it. People go, oh, penalties. It's not the penalty, it's the walk. Yeah, it's that. It's the fifty-yard walk. So, what's that? What are you thinking on that walk? What someone like me? Yeah. Oh my god, a million things. How am I going to make a miss? A couple of years before that, I took a penalty in the Cup Winners' Cup in Sampdoria. I had the penalty to win it. If I miss, we didn't lose it. But I had mm. the penalty to win it, and I missed that penalty. But that was the walk. 
Yeah. And I remember, and then you get someone coming back the other way and they're going, you're going to fucking miss. And you go, what? Who said that? Wait. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The other players <laughs> always put you off. Yeah, they always yeah. like cricket. Oh, uh, really? A bit yeah. sledging. Oh, yeah. You always get that on the way back. You'll miss. When you get a penalty on a Saturday afternoon, there's a big scramble, penalty, pick the ball up, you put it down, bang. Gosh. The walk is nothing like it. Nothing like it. Because Carlos Rowe in that penalty shoot, he yeah. got booked in it. Well, that's, he, that's he was like, yeah, yeah, was he was going. No, the, penalty, the penalty's not on. The ball's that on. That was me. Oh, he really? tried to waste time on me. Yeah. That's what it was. If he'd got sent off, would you have had penalties at an open oh goal? My God. Oh, that's yeah, that's good. How do you get sent off? Yeah. Um, Don't know. Yeah. Do you know what happened to Carlos Rowe? No. He was a Seventh Day Adventist, I think, and he didn't sign a new contract because he thought the world was going to end at his club. <laughs> So and then the world didn't end and he had to re-sign and finish his contract <laughs> the last two years. You're joking. No, seriously. Yeah. Oh. So like... <laughs> he had to go back towel between his legs. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, you mentioned um, Gaza, right? Yeah. So you and Gaza intertwined. The story of Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton, was that in Arizona? Or he came no, to no, you? no, no. That was... He was... Gaza had gone to the Priory. I went and see him and I took Eric Clapton with me. Yeah. So I took him in and Gaza's in, in the room and all that. He's in a bit of a bad way. And I said, I've just brought someone to come and see Gaza. He's a bit shaky and all that. Gaza was. And all of a sudden, Eric went, anybody want a cup of tea? So Gaza went, I'll have a cup of tea. I said, I'll have a cup of tea. And he went and got a cup of tea. And as he went out... Gazza went, who's that fucking tramp? <laughs> I went, what? He went, I went, that's Eric Clapton. He went, who? I went, oh, Gazza. There's one other story that we wanted to check if it's true, that you, Tony Adams, Ray Parler, would hang around like the maternity wards to try and have a celebratory drink with new fathers. No, no. Oh, that's me. a shame. Your sauce no. is rubbish on that. <laughs> My no, sauce. No, no. No? There was no. one story Letitia told yeah. us when yeah. we interviewed him, that you lived with Paul Gascoigne yeah. when you went to Middlesbrough. Yeah. And the way you'd kill time... <laughs> Yeah, is it's it a, yeah, it's drink red wine and take sleeping tablets. And you put money in the middle. Oh, money in the middle. Whenever I fell asleep last, you just picked the money up off the table and went bed. <laughs> and you'd be sitting there, and you go, you look around, and you go, and as you went to take the money, someone would go, "I'm not asleep yet. I've <laughs> <laughs> got another tablet to take." Yeah, yeah. Oh. Me, my brother, and Gazza and Jimmy. Yeah. So your brother was doing his job then? Oh, yeah, he was doing his <laughs> money. He made sure I got a bed. <laughs> yeah, so was Jimmy on the same contract that your brother was on? No, Gazza used to pay Jimmy. Oh, uh, right. privately. Gazza pay privately, yeah. 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 But and then he'd get his wages by, we'd go up the pub, and we'd be playing darts, and he'll say, I'll give you five seconds. And he'd go, four, three, and he wouldn't move, and then as he'd run away, he'd be throwing darts in his back down the road. Oh my god! Literally throwing dots. Like oh, Jimmy's back. And Jimmy's back. And he's back. I mean, oh my he's god. essentially a jester in this period. <laughs> and isn't then he was name, and then he'd make him put his fingers over the pool table, and he'd be at the other end, and he'd smash the pool ball as hard as he could at his knuckles. And every time he moved, he took a one or off his wages. So his <laughs> oh fingers god. were like that. Did, did Jimmy care, or was Jimmy nah, just up? Jimmy is a good lad. He was good. He was good. He was a good lad. <laughs> I remember watching a documentary about Gaza at Lazio, and he he's said oh it was a practical joke like a documentary filming him and he put a, a dog poo in a sandwich no he put it in a mince pie didn't in a mince Christmas. pie yeah in yeah, a mince, mince pie, pie and made Jimmy eat the dog poo yeah he like, didn't tell him he just he didn't really surely he'd realise on the first no he bite. said when you put it in the microwave he said the house stunk <laughs> stunk but he was starving <laughs> yeah Jimmy um, now finally our last question if we offered you now a button and if you hit it you could go back to January 1st 1990 would you do it no 
No. 100% no chance. No. Wow. We no, thought everyone I would was say very yes. lucky in my career. If I go back, I might, God forbid, I might break my leg in the first game and not play football again. Yeah. No, I played over 700 games. I mean, there weren't much I didn't win. I, I would no chance. Nah. Wow. There you go. Josh thought everyone would. One all. Leticia would. Oh, it's been absolutely. <laughs> he'd have to. He'd have to fucking go Tottenham or Man United, <laughs> wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. Can't say Southampton. <laughs> Second of Jan, yeah. 1990, yeah. signs for Spurs. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as he goes back, <laughs> he signs for him as he presses the button. <laughs> Paul, it's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, no, thank thanks you very much. for having us. Oh, Pleasure. Cheers. Thank, thank you. you. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Then cooking it over his shoulder. Merson's on the charge. A real chance. And he's finished it. And that's why they invested so heavily in Paul Merson. So there we go, Paul Merson, Josh. I really loved Paul Merson. He was a really nice guy. Mm -hmm. What didn't come across there was wearing a really deeply knitted fleece. (laughs) (laughs) The one thing I've got to mention is I mentioned the Anders Limp bar there. And my brother Henry, who is a fan of 90s football, and is the one who uh, emailed me and said that I told him that 90s football would never pay. And he was livid when he saw the podcast. <laughs> but he uh, he discovered the Anders Limp bar. So thank you to him. On the Anders Limp bar. Yeah, I mean, we're a little bit obsessed with footballers running business. 90s footballers running businesses now. Because the thing with it is, the 90s footballers were the last lot that weren't set up for life. So they've all had <laughs> yeah. to go on and work. Yeah, I'd say the definitive one is when Neil Webb I'd say before the end of the 90s, I remember him being a postman. <laughs> Do you remember that being a thing? No. I'm sure that was... Uh, yeah, yeah, no, that rings a few Did Neil Webb deliver your post? Yeah. Like, Hello, Kevin.com. I remember once being, having a drink in Samway's bar in Port Banus, thinking, where did it all go wrong for Vinny? <laughs> Surely, he's better than this. And was it Vinny Samway's Vinny bar? Vinny Samway's bar in Port Banus. Wow. Yeah. Was, it, was, he, that was, was there p- any like memorabilia or anything? Well, there was more memorabilia in uh, Lineker's in Port Banus, yeah, obviously, bet. run by the infamous Wayne who, are, who I'm also a massive fan yes. of. hopefully we'll get him on the podcast he's dream booking for us <laughs> Michael any well there's the classic ones I think Stuart Ripley I believe is a barrister or a solicitor now and I have heard that Lee Bowyer runs a carp farm in France somewhere what yeah. do you know what That's, I've interviewed him and he was on a carp farm now I <laughs> no. realise it was his own yeah. <laughs> is that so, true so uh, we've just fact checked that and it's, it seems like it's legit you thought it was French for phone <laughs> <laughs> is that I, the landline yeah. call me on the carp farm <laughs> Um, I, although I will argue about Ripley, I thought I think he's running Ripley's Believe It or Not. <laughs> it's the lovely <laughs> <And> he, <laughs> Um Yellow pages. Yeah. So we want to create a yellow pages. Yes, we want to create a so yellow Ripley's pages. Ripley's Believe It or Not would be a good feature. I don't know yeah. what it is yet. <laughs> what it could be. This it's is for facts a about Stuart Ripley. Is, oh, just facts about nineties football that you need checking. For instance, oh, did yeah, Neil Webb become a postman? We'll call it Stuart Ripley's <laughs> Believe It or Not. If you've got anything for that, hello <laughs> at quicklykevin.com. Um, but what we really want to start is a yellow pages of footballers' yeah. businesses. A Phil Thompson's directory. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been in a bar? Have you called yeah. out a plumber and it was nice football? You understand what jobs yeah. are. Don't need our examples. And yeah, hopefully we'll make a directory, a Thompson's directory, on yeah, our f- website. Phil of, Thompson's directory. Phil Thompson's directory <laughs> of 90s footballers' businesses. If you are a 90s footballer listening to this, it's helpful. Ad, this is a bit of free advertising. Because yeah. I'd, if I was looking for a plumber in the London area yeah. and I had the option between a non-footballer or, <laughs> or Alan Kernigan, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have two <laughs> doubts. <laughs> John Sitton, mentioned last week, is now a taxi driver. Well, oh, wow. 
wow. Do you remember a little-known West Ham footballer called Tomasi Abu? He had a, he had a great season around 97, 98. Like, I used to do a West Ham podcast, and we said, has anyone seen Tomasi Abu? And we had a, a load of emails that said, he's now a taxi driver around Upton Park. Oh. <laughs> he must so get he a lot stayed of in the, He must yeah. get a lot of He stayed in the, the area. He knows the demographic, <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you also for all the nice reviews we've had. So please keep them coming. There we've got, we've got all five stars except one person who gave four stars. <laughs> And in many ways, I respect them more, but yeah. I won't respect anyone else that follows in their footsteps. <laughs> Do we not just read out the funniest Well, ones? the reviews are so hilarious that I thought we could read a few out. We had a review from uh, Robbie Artois. He said, brought back some great memories. Worth a listen. Would give it six stars if I could, but would draw the line at six, though. <laughs> <laughs> what I've liked is some of them have got references to 90s footballers. Yeah. Um, and, it- and what we thought we'd do... Michael um, has made the theme tune. We actually had an email in asking what the theme tune was. Um, <laughs> but I, I should say that I didn't compose no, the didn't music. Compose the but you've edited on the commentary. Yes, yes. And so what we want to do is, if you give us a five-star review, or any review, just, but you know, play the game, guys. <laughs> yeah. and, well, let's just say, if it's five-star, you will get preferential treatment. <laughs> yeah, let's put it that. The best reference to a 90s footballer in a review each week we will edit that footballer into the title sequence. Yeah, yeah. and we had uh, this review, a sublime piece of broadcasting delivering a nostalgic return to arguably the golden period in footballing history. And that was from Robbie Earl. <laughs> <laughs> that might just be Robbie Earl. We don't know. We can't, we can't rule it out. Did it also say, I've got some spare tickets to the World <laughs> Cup if anyone's interested? <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. It's uh, All the reviews and correspondence have been amazing. Hello at quicklykevin.com if you've got any emails, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. Thank you for listening. Very exciting announcement. Due to um, outrageous public demand, <laughs> uh, we have decided to go weekly. From next Monday, every Monday, we will be back next week with who, Chris? Miles Jacobson, OBE, the king of championship slash football manager. Thank you, a Ray. game at which... Sorry, I thought that was the end. <laughs> a game at which our head of production, Michael Marden, nearly lost his life to. <laughs> Thank you very much. Cheers. Cheers. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.